Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at VisitCalifornia.com. Welcome, everyone, to the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Trainer. Thanks so much for listening. Got a really cool show for you today. The Undertaker from the WWE is the guest. Survivor Series is this Sunday. He will play a big role in it uh, as he makes his final farewell. That's how WWE is billing it. So we talk about that and go through a lot of stuff from his very illustrious career with the WWE. If you missed any recent episodes of the SI Media Podcast, Jim Nance was on last week. Make sure you check that out. We've had Kirk Herbstreet on recently, Peter Schrager, Ernie Johnson. Check those all out in the archives. Subscribe, rate, and review. All right, let's not waste any more time. Let's get to The Undertaker. All right, joining me now doesn't really need much of an introduction. One of the all-time greats if not the all-time great in pro wrestling history from the WWE, The Undertaker, Mark Calloway. How's it going? It's great, man. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. Been a fan for a long time and a big week for you here. We got Survivor Series on Sunday, 7 o'clock on the WWE Network. They're billing it as the final farewell for you. But uh, details are very, very few and far between on what's going to happen. I don't know if you can spill anything without giving us full spoilers but what should we expect to see on sunday at the survivor series <laughs> you, you you got about as much knowledge as i do um <laughs> I, only thing i can i can uh safely say is at some point i will make an entrance and go to the ring and uh address uh, address the wwe universe and um that's about as much as I know right now, to tell you the truth. It's funny because uh, when, when people what? come on here to promote things, there's usually like a list of things people give me to plug and to say this, and we're going to do this. And we're going to hear this one here. We've got no details. So we got no details other than, yeah, it's 
November 22nd to the day is my 30-year anniversary. Uh, it, you know, obviously, it's been 30 days of The Undertaker. It's been, it, it's been quite a bit, and it's been humbling. But uh, I honestly, you know, I'm dealing with Vince McMahon here, and uh, there's no one that Vince McMahon loves to play a practical joke on or rib more so than The Undertaker. So I'm going in uh, with crazy expectations of what potentially could happen to me <laughs> on Sunday that I, you, you brought up a few things there that le- that leads that has that leads into questions I wanted to ask you um, you mentioned you know you're gonna walk to the ring and we'll see what happens I I got I gotta ask if um, your entrance has become so drawn out it seems like as the years have gone on I mean there there are pay-per-views sometimes recently where it feels like it takes you like you know 10 or 15 minutes to get to that ring during the end. Is that, um, has that been like a, a purposeful thing where it's drawn out longer and longer? And is it, 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 do you ever joke about how long it takes you to, from, you know, when the mute, when that first gong hits to when you finally get in the ring and start either your match or getting on the microphone. I mean, it, it, it's almost like a joke on Twitter too. Sometimes I like how long it takes. It's, it's pretty, it's gotten pretty crazy over the last few years. It seems like. Yeah. So obviously What's so important to what we do is not only the wrestling match part of it, but it's the story. And so the, I think through the last few years, because you see less and less of me, we, you know, I mean, obviously those are the things more so a lot of times than even the matches uh, are, are the entrances. Yeah. And the, the anticipation, you know, because you, you get the blackout and you get the or you get the dong and then the blackout and then you hear the thunder. So it's kind of it's all a build up to when I finally come around that curtain. And because, you know, the WWE does a lot of things with, you know, they'll pretend that somebody's coming out and it'll be somebody completely different. Yeah. So it's kind of everybody's on bated breath. Was well, it him? Is it not him? And then when you finally, you know, when you finally do the reveal, um, you know, then it's, you know, it, it's just part of the build up to um, an, an appearance because I just do so, so few now. Um, and, you know, the, when you add different things to the element, you know, when you add the smoke and you add the fire and you, it just, it's, it's gotten longer. Of course, I just, I mean, that character does not walk fast. It's the, you know, the whole story, the match starts as soon as, as soon as the lights go out, that's when the match starts, yeah. in my opinion, right? So, I mean, that's all that's all setting the table. And then that guy standing in the ring that has to stand there and watch all this, right? I mean, it, you, you are watching your demise slowly making its way to the ring. And that's yeah. that's kind of the concept that we use. Even the way you take the hat off. I mean, you don't just take it off. It's, you know, very drawn out. You know, everything is drawn out. Yeah, everything is done meticulously and for a reason and for a purpose. Yeah. Um, You know, you've met, you said a couple of times here that, you know, we haven't seen a ton of you in the ring and on television over the last couple of years. But one thing we've seen, which I've been fascinated by as a a WWE fan and as an Undertaker fan and as someone who covers media is, you know, you went 30 years with barely doing any interviews. And now we've seen you do a ton of interviews over the past year. 
with The Last Ride, which was great on WWE Network. So two questions for you. One, um, what question are you sick of being asked after doing a year, it seems like, of interviews? And two, uh, how difficult has it that transition been from always staying out of the limelight into doing all these interviews? How's that been for you? Um, the, uh, I guess the, 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 you know, the, the, the biggest question is, um, uh, you know, everybody asks is why, why was I so, why was I so protective of, of the character, you know, which that's interesting to me. Cause I, I okay. That's interesting. Cause I think that's a legit, I, I think that's a great question that I haven't seen. I thought you were going to say something either like, um, you know, there's the famous story about you waiting backstage to beat up Shawn Michaels if he didn't do the right thing at WrestleMania with Mike Tyson. I thought maybe, um, you know, the Montreal Screwjob. I thought you'd give me one of those. That's an interesting answer that uh, you gave me there. Yeah, I, I mean, those are those are actually, you know, those are really compelling questions that that I have very obviously I have a lot of, you know, insight on. Um, but uh, for me, like for not doing media for all those years and now just for the last eight months, you know, there's just been this. It's the same question. It's not that it's not the whether it's a good question or a bad question. It's just that same question over and over and over and over again. And, um, you know, I, I just, in, you know, regardless of what we're doing, I, I'm just not one that likes to, I don't like to, one. I don't really like to talk about myself. Um, and it, it just, it goes against everything, you know, for that I've done for the last 30 years, not only have I protected it, but, you know, I haven't had to, I hadn't had to talk about myself in such a, you know, in a way. So, um, and then uh, your your second what I'm sorry what was your the have second you part enjoyed of that? doing any all of these interviews have you, has it been more fun than you thought it might be you know sometimes it is because you know sometimes I'll get caught up in a story and and then I start reliving it and I, yeah. and I enjoy it all over again like there you know so there's been some really insightful questions that catch me off guard that go. Yeah, this is this, you know, it, it's fun. It's fun to relive some of that stuff. And, and you know, I've had to hold it in for all these years. Yeah. So, um, but uh, <laughs> it, 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 I still find myself a, a lot of times when I answer questions, like one, I'll, the question of my answer will go on and on and on because I'm thinking in my head, like I'm fighting that instinct, like, should I be talking about this? It, it, you know, there's still right. that part of me that's saying, shut up, quit talking, you know, kayfabe. And then there's that other part of me that's like, no, you're yeah. the cat's out of the bag now, brother, you got to let it go. So, you know, it kind of, it kind of has that little bit of a train wreck sometimes. And, and uh, my answers become longer and longer. As well, I, but given I, that you didn't do interviews for so long, when someone gets a chance to ask you some questions, I mean, there's so many things over your, you know, like the streak, for instance, is obviously this monumental thing. So, but there's a part of me that, you know, I'm prepping for the interview. I'm like, if I ask him about the streak, he's probably going to, oh God, another freaking question about the streak, you know? So <laughs> I don't want to just give you the same old, same old, but um, I mentioned the streak, but w looking back, um, you do you think that was the right decision there to end it when you guys did with Brock Lesnar or would you looking back would you like to maybe kept it going a little longer I, I think so um I, and I and 
I've answered this a couple of times, but it is, it's a good question because the streak's such a, a vital part of my legacy. Uh, I always say, I don't think, I don't think Brock needed that victory. Brock was huge. Brock's just coming back from, you know, I mean, he's been back from UFC now and he is, uh, you know, he's an attraction all to himself and whether he loses to the undertaker is not going to hurt his stock one bit. He's still going to be, you know, he's going to still be the beast incarnate. Um, I thought personally that it would have done much more for Roman reigns, uh, than it would have for Brock Lesnar. Um, so only, only in that sense, I, I mean, I would have, you know, Roman reigns would have made a lot more sense to me than Brock. So you have a very special and unique relationship with Vince. If you, if anyone out there has not watched uh, the last ride on WWE network, you need to check it out. Um, I think the most fascinating, I mean, there's a lot of fascinating aspects of it, but watching your relationship with Vince is up there. Did you have the type of relate? Like, ultimately he's, you know, I've had so many people from WWE on over the years and they all say the same thing. Every decision is made by Vince when it comes down to a final decision. But, right. but because you had this unique relationship with him, could you have fought back and said, this is not the right guy to end this? Or, you know, we don't need to end the streak tonight. We don't need it here with Brock. Or, um, you know, with Vince, you're not going to be able to change his mind. Um, so through the course of my 30 years, I've, I've had several conversations with Vince uh, and not agreeing with, a a direction we were moving in or a finish. Um, And, you know, I would go into his office and we would discuss it and, you know, we would go back and forth and back and forth. And then finally it's just like, okay, we'll do it your way. Um, Could I have probably changed the finish? Maybe. I think, I think probably I could because it had gone back and forth in those last few weeks, it had gone back and forth several times. The night, the night of the uh, of WrestleMania, when I sh- or the day of when I showed up, I was going over, mm-hmm. and the finish got changed during the day. Um, I, and I, I, I remember it as clear as day. I was I was sitting in a dressing room by myself, and Vince comes walking in. Vince doesn't ever come to into the dressing rooms. You know, you usually get summoned to go to his office right and as soon as i seen him come in the dressing room i knew exactly what he was coming in for and um you know and and he he gave me a spiel and i was like you know i i I said okay i I said you know basically it was like are you sure i I mean because once we do this we can't we can't we can't go back right i mean once the streak's broke it's broken and, uh, so I just had a few questions in, you know, similar to that, that just kind of made him think for a second. And he was like, yeah, I think this is what I want to do. And, uh, I said, okay, that's what we'll do then. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Over the years, what was your biggest, I'm going to use the word fight, but I don't mean disagreement, argument, battle with Vince over either a storyline or, you know, something he wanted you to do or anything you know promo lose a match the i don't know there was the thing with you had stephanie on a cross i mean was there anything where you were like I, this is really not what i want to do and it turned into a good contentious battle um we had and i, I i'm sorry I, I don't remember all the details to it but it it centered around the uh the the first punjabi prison match and um he was just steadfast in how, because uh, Kali wasn't able to do it. So Big Show ended up being in the match. And he was just steadfast that he wanted this bump through the door. And, you know, I kept telling him, I said, it's going to, this is going to be like, this is going to look like crap. It ain't going to work the way you see it. <laughs> I, you know, I've been on this thing, this structure all day. It's just not going to happen that way. And he, oh, no, it'll be great. It'll be great. And I'm telling you, it's going to, it's going to suck. And, um, you know, and there's a spot in that match. If you look back where I jumped from one, so there was two perimeters, right? So I jumped from one to the outside, which would have been the perfect time for me to get out. And it would have been, the people would have lost their mind. And they did. As soon as I jumped, they, the people went crazy, but I had to go back around and get to the way to the finish that, so that's one of those I gave up on and it did. It stunk. It was so bad. <laughs> right. And, but to his credit, he did come to me and say, you were right. I was wrong. Um, that's we, should did, we should have done it your way. Um, that was very far and few between. Um, but <laughs> you know, th- yeah, there were, there were a few other things, but not, that was probably one of the more contentious ones. Um, uh, you know, I didn't want to do, I, I didn't want to throw Mick off the top of the cell, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, Mick 
Mick did. And I kept telling Mick, no, I was like, I'm not doing it. I won't do it. And, uh, you know, and then Mick kind of went to Vince and, and sold Vince on it and told him I can do it safe. I can be all right. You know? So they kind of double team me there. And obviously we know how that turned <laughs> you know, out. And it's interesting about that because obviously it's become just an iconic and legendary moment in WWE history. And I, I you know, I don't want to kiss your ass just because you're on, but I will, you know, everyone talks about Mick obviously taking that bump and even more, I guess in the second most reaction to that is the call by Jr., which has become legendary. People don't talk about you, your role in that. I mean, you have to throw him perfectly or he's a dead man, but you know, I mean, yeah. this is going to sound stupid. You didn't practice that at all. Like it did. <laughs> so that first time you throw him off that top is that time. I mean, and you have to have that, like I said, you have to be perfect in that toss or, something really horrific can happen. So does the, does the undertaker actually get nervous? Would Mark Calloway get nervous pulling that off in that moment when he's throwing Mick Foley off a cage, the top of the cage? I was more concerned pre-match, you know, once, you know, we're talking what 97, right? 97. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In 97. I mean, once, once I made my entrance, I was so dialed in, um, you know, I mean, I was Undertaker for all practical purposes. When I go out, right. I am that. There is no Mark Calloway, really. Um, but I, I do remember people kind of look at me with a you know lifted brow a little bit when I say this. It's the closest thing and the closest time that I can ever remember having an outer body experience. Because when I when you know when I let him go, and you know, obviously it took a, what a second second and a half tops for him to hit the table, but it seemed like an eternity. And I could see it's so strange because I can see him flying through the air and then I can see myself standing there like watching this thing. It was, it was really bizarre. And it's the only yeah. time in my life I could ever say that anything like that's happened to me. Um, you know, but it was, um, you know, those next few seconds after he hit the table, you know, th those were the probably the, the probably the most nervous that I was just waiting to see if he was going to move. Right. Um, and then obviously, you know, he rolled over and, and his arm moved and I was like, OK. And I'm thinking to myself, OK, it's, it, it's over now. But then Little you got to throw him through the cage. Then you got to throw him through the cage. <laughs> well, you know, that was, you know, that that one was far worse yeah. than, than the table because the, the, the panel broke. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I mean, I don't even like to say it, but I mean, it, it, that's an inch, maybe two inches away from being catastrophic. Yeah. I mean, another two inch rotation, Mick doesn't, Mick doesn't get up from that. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, if you ever wanted one match to, to signify or just be an example of how tough a human being can be, that, that, shows you everything you need to know about Mick Foley and what he was willing to put his body through, um, you know, for his fans. Yeah. What do you, you know, I'm one of these guys, I guess, cause of my age, you know, I, I I'm probably, I, I'm the fan that WWE probably hates right now because I'm always hung up on the attitude era. I just wish we could always go back to the attitude era, which you just can't in this both. day and age. You just can't, you just can't do it. You can't but do it. My God, was that like not just the craziest and wildest time of your career? It was absolutely the best. 
It really was. It it was so good. And it it was so, it was kind of liberating for me because, you know, I'd already decided that I wanted to kind of break away for a little bit. So I become, you know, the American badass, which kind of took all the, all the shackles off of me and the handcuffs. And, you know, it allowed me to cut promos that I would never, ever be able to cut. And it just gave me a a different, whole different personality while still kind of, you know, bringing some of the undertaker along with me. But, uh, I, you know, I, and I've told, I've said this in interviews, like, I don't know that I survive, um, the attitude era if I don't make that change because mm-hmm. it's really difficult. I mean, you know, Kane was able to do it, but I don't know that I would have been able to do it and be able to work with the likes of the rock and stone cold because their promos were just off the chart. And then just the content of what we were doing. Uh, it was just so good. The- I, this just popped into my head while you were speaking and you mentioned the rock and the promos, you know, for us outsiders or not, you know, you're known as like the locker room leader, the locker room policeman. And, you know, you're, you're there to keep everyone in check. And there's a, there was a famous promo uh, on one of the Monday night rows. I don't know if you remember where the rock starts imitating everyone and he imitates you, the dead. Does, do you know that's like, does he go to you beforehand and say, I'm going to do this or cause you know, I don't know if he has to like clear that with you and not, take a chance on pissing you off with that. Um, yeah, I think rock was of the mindset that I'll do the crime and then face the fines later. That's a, that's a good mindset to have. I have to it, say. it really is. In our industry it is Yeah, because it's so hard. Like when you see it and it's so entertaining, like it's really hard for me anyway. I mean, there's some people that can just get pissed, but yeah. it's just like, for me, it's like, yeah, that was pretty good. You know, that, that was, did you ever, it also spurs, it also spurs stuff in me to, to, to have a retort too. Right. Um, do you have any stories or memories of almost breaking in the ring when someone was either cutting a promo or something funny was going on? I, you know, I, there's a famous, you know, there's a famous one with, um, when Mick Foley does, it doesn't matter what you think to the rock and you can see Dwayne actually fighting back a smile there. He didn't want, you know, did that ever happen to you where you almost cracked a smile when you shouldn't have, or. Well, it became, you know, it was like, there was a, there was a contract on my head for a long time of who could try and get me to break character. Um, You know, what we, what we normally do at, at a TV taping is we have one match that's advertised, um, you know, sell tickets on, like you're going to see this match. And I don't know how many years in a row it was, but I was in the dark. I was always in the dark match and uh, you know, whoever the champion was like, and I know JBL during his title run, you know, he would come out and we'd have our dark match. And little did I know that sometimes he had a feed in his ear. So he's getting, he's getting fed from, and JBL's creative enough. He didn't need anybody to, to feed him, but he's just got a little bit of help. Right. And he's got people feeding him stuff. And, you know, the whole, the whole setup is, is JBL calling, you know, he's doing this promo and it ends up basically, you know, it's the end of the night. They've, they've seen all the wrestling they want to see. It's going to end up with a, with a choke slam and a tombstone. Everybody goes home happy. Right. But anyway, in the process, JBL cuts this 10 minute, 
interview uh, promo on me, right? So the one time that he almost got me, well, he he came out and I had bought a, uh, I had bought this this RV. It was really nice, you know, forty five foot RV that I thought I wanted to travel around in. And um, anyway, it was a lemon had everything that could go wrong with this thing uh, did. And I ended up having to, you know, I ended up having to sue these people. And anyway, <laughs> but it was, a, it was, you know, what was supposed to be a relaxing thing was a, just a form of stress for me. Well, JBL comes out one time and, and he's like, you know, obviously undertaker deadpan, mean face, no smile. And he goes on, he goes, are you okay? I mean, you, you, you look stressed. I mean, you really, you look tired. You look like you need a break, you know? So this is JBL talking to the undertaker in front of a full arena. And he goes, have you ever thought about buying an RV? (laughs) He just goes on. And I, I, I damn near drew blood in my bottom lip because I'm biting my bottom lip so hard. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the, the audience couldn't see it, but he was close enough to see my eyes to know that he, he, he was right on he the cusp of having me, and it yeah. it, uh, it 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 took a lot of self inflicted pain in my bottom lip not to not to crack a smile on that one because that was pretty creative. Yeah, speaking speaking of those dark matches and the, and sort of the post Monday Night Raw um, bits that would take place for the just the audience there in the crowd. I mean, you know, I don't ever like to criticize my guests who are nice enough to come on, and I certainly would not want to criticize <laughs> the legendary Undertaker, but. I, I have to say going. it was highly disappointing that you did not go through with the spinner Rooney that one night. That is a clip on YouTube. If you're listening to this and you've never seen it, just Google, go to YouTube and look up undertaker spinner. They have everyone from the back come out Vince and uh, the rock stone call uh, triple H everyone. Try, and you, you didn't, you didn't give in. You didn't give in. No, I, I tell you what, I was so pissed at Booker cause he turned on me that night. We had been doing that. We had been doing that for, I don't know, two or three weeks. We were tag teaming together. You know, we'd beat whoever we were working with. We'd do the setup. Obviously, finish would be Booker T doing the spinner Rooney. <clears throat> and that particular night, man, it's, it's, as soon as he grabbed the mic, because I was always the one that would get the mic, he grabbed that mic and he started. And it didn't take me long to figure out where he was going with it. And I was just like, you no good dog, man. And then it just snowballed. It re- that, that's the perfect description. It snowballed. Yeah. They trotted everyone out. And, and the more people they, the more people they came out, the more steadfast I was. I am not doing it. I don't care. I was like, you know, there's just, there's no way I'm doing yeah. this. I'm going to, I am not going to kill my gimmick off for Vince McMahon's entertainment. And it was all his idea anyway. That was the one thought. The one time I thought you'd buckle was when Vince came out and he did it, but you, no, you stood strong. No, I wasn't. Yeah. And I, once I created, once I saw my opening, and it was funny. Once I saw my opening to get out of there, I took it. And uh, <laughs> I remember they sent Big Show after me, and he caught up to me right through, right as I got through the curtain. And I turned around. He he kind of reached for my arm, and I turned around, and I was like, "Big man." I was like, I don't want to, man. I will fight you right now. He was, I'm just doing what I was told. And I'm like, well, just just realize that you need to let me go and go back out there because I ain't going. Okay, it's a great, okay, okay. It's a great, great clip uh, that every WWE oh, that went on. Watch. That went on for probably an hour after 
Oh, really? After the show was done. Yeah. I mean, it just kept yeah, going. Yeah, the clip is long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know we got a wrap um, here with The Undertaker Survivor Series this Sunday, November 22nd on WWE Network, 7 o'clock. The final farewell. I've always said whenever I talk to WWE people who talk about that, there's no such thing as a farewell in WWE. Um, you've proven that a couple of times already. Is this the farewell? In my head, it is. Um, uh, you know, in, in Vince McMahon's head, you never say never. Um, but I'm finally at a place in, in, in my head, in my world, yeah. that, that I'm, I'm okay with not getting back in the ring. Um, I know my, my, my time has come and my time is gone. And I don't want to be out there uh, embarrassing myself at this point because I don't have the physical tools that I once did. And I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to use the equity that I built up over the last 30 years to kind of, to, to kind of half-ass my way through this thing. You know, if they can't get, if they can't get the full undertaker, then the full undertaker doesn't need to be there. Would you ever be open? I'll, I'll wrap it on this. Would you ever be, let's say, you know, you have your farewell Sunday at the survivor series this Sunday. Let's say you go away for a year, two years. We don't see you. Would you be open maybe two, three, four years, guest referee at WrestleMania match, do commentary on a match or something like that? Or would it, you wouldn't do those things because the character of The Undertaker would never do those things? Um, well, I think by the, the way I left in the Boneyard, because the Boneyard, that kind of character was a little bit of old school Undertaker. It was a little American badass and it was a little bit of Mark Calloway. It was all of them kind of put together. So that kind of opens the door for me to be able to do different things like that. And if it fit and I, and I liked the story or whatever it was, then, you know, then, yeah, I'm, I'm open to something like that, but to get in and, and to work a 20, 30 minute WrestleMania match, yeah, those days are long gone. Right. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Good luck Sunday dealing with whatever surprises Vince has. I, I hope he pushes you for a spinner Rooney Sunday at the Survivor Series. Let's finally get not, that done. I would not put that past him. <laughs> I'll send that into the suggestion box. All right. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you coming on and uh, congrats on the epic, epic career. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you. My pleasure. Have fun Sunday. Take care. Thanks. All right. My thanks to Mark Calloway, the undertaker. I have to admit it was a pretty cool thrill speaking to him. Guy didn't do any interviews for 30 years, and now he comes on the uh, SI Media Podcast, so that's pretty cool. If you missed any recent episodes of the SI Media Podcast, go into the archives and check them out. Jim Nance last week, Kirk Herbstreet was on as well, Peter Schrager in recent weeks, so subscribe, rate, review, and uh, if you can uh, give that uh, subscribe button a little push, that helps tremendously. All right, again, my thanks to The Undertaker, Survivor Series this Sunday. Enjoy it if you watch it, and we'll see you next week right here on the SI Media Podcast. Take care.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.